Okay. Today is the 18th of Elul, Chai Elul, the most significant day in the month. It is the vitality of the month, date connected to the Baal Shem Tov, to the Alta Rebbe, to the countdown of 12 days, one day per month, till Rosh Hashanah, a day with enormous spiritual energy, and a very long piece of Tanya, as it is Wednesday, and we are finishing off this letter. Let us remember the overarching theme of this letter. Understand the makeup of your godly soul because your soul is a very distant mirror, but a mirror of God. And if you understand the workings of your soul, you can extrapolate and understand God's dynamics as well. So we just went through all of the ten attributes of the soul in terms of the analogy of a person wanting to teach his child something. We showed how all of the seven emotion and three intellectual aspects all work together in this pursuit. Now the Rebbe is saying, really, that's, that's, that's really almost your animal soul energy we're talking about. Because it's not talking about God. Your godly soul focus is God. And that's all that's your godly soul focus. So every one of the ten attributes in their external and inner dimension, would all be focused on that. And now we're going to go through all ten. We're going to have to follow the same pattern. First, we're going to go through the seven emotion and then the three intellectual and show how each one is used for God. So we have love. That's the inner expression of kindness. And love means you love God and you have a great desire to connect to him. And therefore... You're going to express the outer manifestation of this love, which is kindness. You want to be full of the act of kindness because that's how God operates. God is constantly doing kindness, and you want to connect to him, and you connect to him by emulating him. God is compassionate. I am compassionate. God practices kindness. I practice kindness. And in this way, I cleave to him. I become one with him. So we see here that this attribute of kindness in its inner dimension, love, and its external manifestation, acts of kindness, are directed toward God. Same with the next trait, givura, strength, discernment, judgment, constriction. The inner aspect is fear. I have fear, and this fear is going to then be expressed externally in the acts of strength. I have fear that needs to punish the wicked. I have fear that needs to be expressed in prevailing of my own evil inclination. I have fear that causes me to put a fence around God's commandments so I shouldn't transgress them. So the fear, my fear that I shouldn't come to sin, is going to cause me to sanctify myself. My fear that I shouldn't come to sin is going to cause me to put all of these layers and layers of fences around a transgression so I should never come to a transgression. So the fear is the inner dimension and my rigorous observance of God's commandments is the external manifestation of this trait. The next one is tiferes, beauty, compassion where I want to glorify God. I want to have a beautiful Torah. I want to have beautiful tefillin. 
I want to connect to God by praising him. These praises are an expression of this beauty with true thoughtful meditation on the greatness of God. To sing these praises, not just empty words, but with real meditation. My next trait is Netzach. Netzach is victory. To prevail over anything restraining me from the service of God and prevail from anything restraining me from connecting to him. The next trait is Hod. Hod means glory, and it's actually expressed by self-abnegation, by acknowledging the transcendence of God that defies my mortal understanding. So I will negate myself in front of God. I will acknowledge that God animates and creates everything. I will acknowledge that everything is non-existent. I will acknowledge that I can't understand anything. But I acknowledge that this is the truth. This would also mean gratitude. Gratitude to God for all the favors he bestows on us. This is thanking God for all of his goodness. This is hope, majesty, splendor. The next one is Yisrael, foundation. Foundation, when we spoke in the analogy of the father to the son, was the idea of the father having such a bond of desire and pleasure with his son. And we said that was a necessary quality for the learning to be truly transmitted. So also in terms of God, it's connecting to God with intense desire and pleasure. That my soul should be bound up with God, with an attachment, with a desire, with a delight. And the final one of the seven is Malchus, sovereignty, which for me to God means accepting upon myself God's sovereignty, accepting upon myself the yoke of God's service. These are the seven emotional traits which we've gone through before in the metaphor of the father to the son. And now we see how each one of them is solely directed to God. And now we're going to look at the three intellectuals. The first one, which we call Chachma, is the source of wisdom, the seminal flash from which will come wisdom. So in terms of God, it's the source of my intellect which apprehends God and his wisdom, his greatness, his attributes, Bina, which means understanding, is contemplating this flash. Contemplating it, understanding it, bringing it down from the abstract to something that's intelligible, breaking down its components, going into the depths of its profoundness. All of this is understanding. And through my understanding of this flash of apprehension of godliness, I will create love and fear, the kindness and the judgment in their inner dimension of God and all other emotions as well. If I'm thinking of God's greatness and that's what I'm apprehending, I'm going to create a fear, a lower fear of God, a true fear, a dread of his power. If I think of God on a higher level and I'm awed by his being, this creates a higher fear, an awe, 
was an embarrassment before God's greatness and presence. If I think of God's goodness and closeness, I'm going to create a love. Another thinking, another level of thinking of his goodness will create a higher love. Another will create a lower love. If I think of how good and how far, I would create a thirst. So whatever you're thinking and the combination of is it great or good or close, or far, all of these dynamics of thought would determine what child, what emotion your thoughts will evoke. But as we said before, the analogy the same is true here. The only way emotions will be created by your intellect is through the third intellectual faculty, which is das. Das, we said, is connectivity thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking, fixating yourself on the idea until the idea becomes you. And as we're going to say now, there's actually two levels of das, of connectivity to the idea. In the lower level, which is what we've been discussing until now, once you completely intellectually apprehend the concept, you fixate yourself on it. You think and think and think and think into it till you internalize it, till you embody it, till it's shaping your very thoughts and being, and then the emotion will be produced. If we stop, if we do not have this da'as, this intellectual connectivity to the idea we understand, the emotion will not happen. There's also a higher da'as, a higher connectivity. In this higher da'as, you're not connecting the idea to the emotion. Rather, you're connecting the two intellectual attributes to each other, meaning the first one is chachma. Chachma, remember, is the source of wisdom, the flash. Bina is understanding, comprehension, analysis, synthesis, dissecting. Those two have to be connected as well. Because that chachma, that source of wisdom, is a flash. It's an intuition. It's a flash of illumination that would vanish as quickly as it appears. But it's anchored by das, by this higher connectivity into the comprehension of being, of understanding, where this seminal point is now assuming intellectual dimension. So the higher das's function is to draw the flash of chachma the source of wisdom, into the comprehension of Bina. The lower Das's function, the lower connectivity's function, is to bind the intellect, which has been produced by your intellectual faculties, to the resultant emotion. That your intellectual activity will illuminate them and will give them vitality and continuity. So this was a walk through your soul's dynamics seeing all ten aspects of your soul's powers and how all of the ten have one purpose, God, and how this manifests itself in each one of them. And now we're supposed to take this and say, wow, this is my soul. These are my soul's powers. Let me from this gain a glimmer of the workings of God himself.